VHS 2008. Rebecca Mateo, A Moment in Time. The sound of the pilot over the intercom woke me up as he announced to fasten our seatbelts for landing. I was still groggy when he repeated the same thing in another language. I cringed, noticing the kink in my neck, which by now felt more like a knife stabbing me over and over again. I looked around. Not much had changed over the last 11 and a half hours. The stewardesses didn't even look tired. Their awful turquoise-blue uniforms not even wrinkled, and their hair pulled back in a tight bun, still not a hair out of place. Everyone was restless, moving around, playing with the covers on the windows, and putting their trays in their upright positions. Eileen, who was pretty much my second mom for the last two weeks, was sitting next to me. She turned to me and said, Got your passport? My heart stopped as I thought back to when we got on the on the plane and tried to remember where I had it. A feeling of relief took over. Duh, it's in my backpack. Ten minutes went by fast as we all sat there, wide awake, remembering all the fun and crazy things that had happened in the past two weeks. We talked about them as if they had happened years ago, even though in reality it had actually just been 24 hours. Outside, it was very gloomy. The clouds seemed to be just as sad in San Francisco as we did. We finally came to a complete stop, and the fasten seatbelt sign went off making a loud, Ding! as if declaring our trip officially over. Within 30 seconds, the plane became completely chaotic, with luggage flying through the air and different languages babbling all around us. We walked down the aisle to the front of the plane. I looked at the ground, noticing dirty napkins, empty cups, torn-up magazines, and those not-so-nice complimentary pillows and blankets scattered everywhere. I walked past the last flight attendant and said, Danke, which was the only word I learned during our two-hour layover in Germany. It just happened to mean thank you, which was very appropriate for the time. When we got in the airport, I looked out the window. Home sweet home. The 18 of us waddled down the airport, sore from all the soccer, walking, and dancing we had done. We went through forensics and got our luggage with no trouble. We walked through the big sliding glass doors, and a number of parents stood there clapping and cheering. We held up the trophies as we walked toward them. They were so happy to see us. My parents weren't there, though. I was going home with Gabby and her parents. After saying hi to the familiar faces, Gabby, Lindsay, who was getting a ride from Gabby's parents, and I walked outside. We walked through the big revolving door, and the cool breeze hit our bodies. If it was anything I missed, it was the fresh, cool, non-BO, non-cigarette smoky air of our country. Gabby's parents arrived about a minute later. Their big red van with one of the loudest engines I've ever heard came to a stop. Her dad got out and gave us all hugs, and then her mom came around the side and did the same thing. We put our huge suitcases and red soccer bags in the middle seats, then piled in the back where there was a bed. It felt good to lie down, but I wasn't tired. Gabby and Lindsay passed out within minutes, but I sat up and looked out the window, seeing all the usual things I saw on the way home from the airport. We were getting closer to Petaluma, and it was looking all too familiar. It felt like a typical Sunday, driving home from a soccer tournament with smelly clothes and growling stomachs, it was then I realized this time it was completely different. I wasn't just on my way home from Sacramento or even Arizona. I had been completely on the other side of the world for almost two weeks. We pulled into Gabby's driveway and I saw my mom and sister waiting for me. I got out of the car and my sister ran up to me. I gave her a hug and then kissed her once on both cheeks, knowing it was a much more European and much more adult way of doing it. <laughs>